Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard, your host from over at FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sikama of PewterReport.com, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But today we're covering the draft. The Senior Bowl rosters are out. They are finalized, Trevor, and we've decided to dedicate today's quick podcast uh, to analyzing those rosters and some of the guys that we will be seeing in Mobile. But first, some of the guys we won't be seeing. And I don't know if, how much of this you've seen because I know you've been running around like crazy today and you got the Kuiper conference call and you know east-west practice, shrine practices wrapping up and got a ton going on today. But no Mason Rudolph, no Harold Landry, no Anthony Miller, no Maurice Hurst, no Rashawn Evans, no Billy Price, no Anthony Averett. I'm probably forgetting one or two. A lot of guys dropping out of the senior bowl. Happens every year, but still a little bit disappointing. You know, I, I just got to say that uh, if you were on the senior bowl list one time and then you drop out, uh, you're a coward. Um, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we've had this. You're I just afraid of failure. On, I just wanted to say that on the podcast because you and I have kind of had that little joke going on here. Every time somebody drops out, I'm just like, coward. They're afraid. <laughs> they're afraid of the competition when in reality they're probably, they're probably hurt. But it's disappointing. It's really yeah. disappointing, man. You know, a couple of the guys, Anthony Miller for sure. You know, smaller. He played at Memphis. He's a smaller body guy, wide receiver. You want to see him against different kinds of competition, um, again in a different kind of offense. You want to see what he can do. You want to see how versatile he can be. Maurice Hurst, boy, for Maurice Hurst, it was almost just like I just want to see how dominant he could be. You know, yeah. so we knew how good he would be, but that's disappointing. Mason Rudolph, obviously, a little bit disappointing. Not sure. Not sure how much Rudolph would have been able to do by himself here, but um, and then Everett, Everett too. You know, Everett was a guy who. You and I have watched. We've been intrigued with. I know you're intrigued with Wallace as well from Alabama, but it mm-hmm. seems like you know a lot of the secondary guys from Alabama have, have had their names creep up here and there throughout the year um, as having you know like fan favorites, having their little hives, and uh, guys that are big fans of him. And Averett was a guy who, even in the college football playoff, you noticed that he kind of flashed a little bit. He was covering guys like Calvin Ridley, some of the wide receivers of Georgia. So. Uh, disappointing, very disappointing that we, that we don't get to see these guys. Yeah, and I think I've heard rumors Sky Moore might not be playing either, which is a bummer. And uh, Cortland Sutton, I guess, got invited. I must have missed that, but he was only a redshirt junior, but he must have got invited. But I don't think he was ever. He and Billy Price, I don't think those guys were ever actually going to play. I don't. I don't remember them being ever on the list for him to play. I don't think we talked about them. Um, Billy Price, man, I just got to say this. You know, he was on. Uh, I know he was on my watch list at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuyper considered Billy Price a first-rounder. So does Matt Miller. Yeah, he had them both in uh, in the first round of their mock draft. And so um, he is uh, definitely – for inter- for interior offensive tackle or offensive players, it's got to be – for some of these guys, it, it seems like it is Quentin Nelson and then Billy Price. So I about uh, tripped out, by the way, when I saw you tweet that Kuyper said Orlando Brown might eventually <laughs> develop into a left tackle, but he's a right tackle right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Orlando Brown's tape played left tackle for three straight years, started every game for Oklahoma. He's never played right tackle in college. Um, so, I what? Look, 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 <laughs> I, look, I understand the – I guess I – now, if he were arguing it from a different point, which I know he is not, I know he is arguing that because he doesn't think Orlando Brown is – that good so he's not going to put him as a left tackle right away and that's just how he evaluates orlando brown i'm sure now if he were saying it the other way around where it's like okay well he's gonna put him in a mock draft going to a team that already might have a left tackle because you want a good right tackle because a lot of the best pass rushers in the nfl go up against the right tackles 
That I get, but that's not the point that he was arguing. So he was basically saying um, that Orlando Brown's not a left tackle, which is I just hilarious to me that that, that yeah. like you. Th- I just love how is... people think that you could flip. Yes, flip like it's easy. Like it's real easy. If no, you're no, no, great, just, you're a left tackle. Just, if you're okay or worse, you're just a right tackle. Like what? And I like just... oh no, it's fine. It's uh, this is what you do in Madden. You just switch guys yeah. over to the right all the time, as if you're not flip right. completely flipping your footwork that you've done for the last three. And which, I mean, like, and basically, Orlando, Orlando Brown has probably played left tackle since he was a eighth grader so even if he thinks orlando brown would eventually be better on the right side he's a developmental right tackle who's a left tackle right now i don't know how that's confusing like that that's just what it would be and maybe he's not a good left tackle right now maybe he's a but he can't just step into a position like it's just not uh, okay the nfl playoffs are here and want to tell you guys about mybookie.ag the number one rated online sports book with your fantasy football season over the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is by betting at mybookie the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings fast they have odds on everything live betting in an all-new prop builder Create your own bet slips. Bet how you want. You bet your friends LeBron will score 30-plus and have 10-plus assists. Why not bet it at MyBookie and put your money where your mouth is from your desktop, tablet, or on their world-class mobile site that lets you bet anytime, anywhere. MyBookie offers fastest, no-hassle payouts when you win. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code Locked On when making your account. Locked On, lowercase, no spaces. Locked On is the promo code. Visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you play, you win, you get paid. Playoff games coming up this weekend, AFC and NFC championship games. Good opportunity to win yourself some money, guys, before the NFL season does officially come to a close. Trev, there's still a lot of good players left, and that's where we got to focus our time and our energy and our thoughts because as much as it is to get caught up in what's already gone, we've got a bright future ahead of us next week at the Senior Bowl, and it starts with the quarterback position and the guys who are still in it, which it's still going to be a really good quarterback class, even without, without Baker, uh, without uh, Mason Rudolph, because Baker Mayfield is here. No matter what you think of Josh Allen, clearly intriguing and obviously going to be one of the top guys to watch and to focus on when you're here in mobile. So, you still have those guys headlining the group. As you look at the rosters, I don't know how much a chance you've had to look at the different rosters, but the North team has, which is coached by the Broncos, has mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen and Luke Falk and Tanner Lee right now, the, the Nebraska kid who came in for Mason Rudolph. I wonder if Rudolph would have been on that roster too if Denver just asked for all the quarterbacks so they could coach them all, <laughs> which if, I really think that's part of what they like, did. What if Denver was like the first team to do that? They were just like, hey, Hey, do you mind if we have this guy? And can, Senior Bowl just goes, Can we yeah, just all right, have sure. all of the like, good ones? Like no, like, no team has ever asked before for like a preference. Like, they didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I really think that's what happened because the Texans were probably like, Whatever. Like, we're not drafting a quarterback. Obviously, we just got Watson. You know, they're, they're fine. So they were probably like, Yeah, we don't care. Like, so I, I mean, that's, I really think Mason Rudolph would have been on this roster with these other guys. And I think they were all going to get a chance to play for Denver. So, props to Denver using this game to their advantage more than ever before. And I think Falk was on there for the same reason. He's probably the fourth highest guy for them. I, I, I'm not a fan of Falk. You're not a fan of Falk. But that quarterback group clearly better than Kyle Laletta, which I think some people do like Laletta. I didn't really see much of them. I'm intrigued by Benkert from Virginia uh, for the for the uh, South team. And who else is on this other one? Uh, Brandon Silvers from Troy and Mike White from Western Kentucky, who I know has some fans in the business as well. So it's still going to be great quarterback play on both sides. 
think my you know the, just the way that it it gets divided up. I think that White, I from from Western Kentucky, I think that he is the, um, I guess the club favorite to stand out. You know, certainly from that group because there's not a ton of competition. Now, I think that the other guys that are on the other side, obviously Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, are going to get all of the hype. But I think this is good for for Mike White because he doesn't have to go up against those guys. You know, like there is time in between practices. He's not throwing back to back after these guys. And I think that's going to help him. I think that, and two, I think that Mike White has the, I don't want to say better. I don't know. Cause I, I look at both of these and I think they have good wide receivers. Marcel, like James yeah. Washington, uh, Traquan Smith are two of the guys. They're the three of the guys that I really like a wide receiver who now Mike White gets. He also gets Dallas Goddard and Adam Brenneman. Whereas the other ones get, um, Jamal Moore, Michael Gallup, and Jaleel Scott would be my dudes there. But then the tight ends over there are Fumagalli, Mike Isecki, and, and your boy Smythe. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting how it's just divided up, I think. Well, here's my here's going to be my next question to you, and maybe you already hinted at your answer for it. but And I, I feel like we're a little lean in the wide receiver group, but I feel like somebody else could get added. But out of this group, who would you rather have? Here's group number one. Marcel Aitman, DJ Shark, James Washington. Traquan Smith, Javon Wims, or, and this group has one more receiver, the second group, Michael, right. Michael okay. Gallup, Jamon Moore, Cedric Wilson, Braxton Berrios, Jaleel Scott, Alan Lazard. I think if if you would have added Anthony Miller as the other wide receiver to the, what is it, the South team? Is that the South? Yeah. The, to second, the, South group, team, the second group I was would, the North. Oh, the South team was the first group, yeah. I would have I would have taken the South team, no question. But I wonder if someone gets added because... It's a little bit it's a little bit more even now, but I think I'd still take the South group just because right. they have Washington and Aitman. Uh, Chark's kind of an under-the-radar dude, and then I like Traquan Smith a lot from, from Central Florida. I think so. somebody's going to get added, though. They usually keep it pretty even. Right now it's five and six, so... I like Sharks tape. Opportunity. So I just feel like, you know, like it would, yeah, I don't really know how the goes the process of it, but the senior bowl is such a big opportunity that when people drop out, I feel like it would be Grab a disservice to leave a spot unfilled. Right. And know? they usually don't. They bring some people in midweek. So I'm sure that spot will end Heck, up being filled. We haven't had, we haven't had, uh, who got injured last year? Somebody got injured like day one Ryan and Anderson. there was somebody, there was a replacement for them. Like the next day, yep. the next day, a couple guys, uh, Demarius Travis, I remember came in. Yeah. Uh, midweek there were one or two guys that came in midweek maybe more than that there might have been four or five that came in midweek but ryan i know ryan anderson was heard and javon hargrave came in for um sheldon rankins the, mm-hmm. for, uh, two years ago when i was there um so yeah they, they've they've uh they've done that before for sure um yeah i agree with you i i like this i like the um now i have to look south team rider receivers south. more yeah I think because I like, you know, I, I'm not crazy about James Washington. I don't think any of these guys are first rounders for me right now, but Washington is a guy I'm really intrigued to see how he does against hopefully in some press coverage situations, you know, see his speed firsthand, see what kind how fast he exactly is. Uh, DJ shark. I know he has speed. I want to, and I thought he developed really nicely this year at LSU. When I got to his tape, which was after we did our wide receivers pod, um, from this year, I was pretty impressed. He did some good things against Alabama. Wims can win in the air, and he's probably the biggest receiver. He's listed 6'4", 215. He and Aitman and Lazard are the biggest three receivers here. So I think Wims is more explosive leaper than both of those guys. So he no, may be better at what Scott's they Scott's bigger than all of them. Jules Who? Scott. Jules oh, Scott. yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, six, six. I forgot about him. But Scott is lanky, though. I think Scott's oh, sure. he's listed like 210 or 215 on NFL Draft Scout. But, yeah, he's taller than them. Yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, but I can, yeah, it's I can never forget about him. The whole yeah, that's your boy. Uh, the whole um, nor- s- North wide receiver team. 
I, I, I have to like scroll up to see which team it is. I know, I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about to say it, and then I'm like, wait, which team is it again? But the whole team is pretty big, except for little Braxton Berrios. Mm-hmm. He's down there at 5'9", 186. There's like 6'5", Lazard, 6'6", Scott, 6'3", Wilson, 6'3", 6'4", in some spots, Jamon Moore, and then Gallup, 6'1", or 6'2". I really like that. If you're asking me about the tight end group, I really like the North team tight end group. I like Tyler Conklin when I got to his tape. I like Durham Smythe. And Gusecki, I mean, obviously can do great things in the air. I mean, he and Fumagalli are the bigger name guys. I probably like the other two even more than them. And then I know you like Goddard a mm-hmm. little bit. I really Goddard's probably the one I'm most intrigued to see because I don't think he looks sure. that athletic even against FCS competition. I don't think he's that fast. So well, I need to see. Yeah, I need to see if it's different. A late addition, this Jordan Aikens kid. Have you seen him? Because he's a Central Florida guy. No. Uh-uh. He spent – Jordan Aikens is like – he's listed 6'4", 262 on here, but on Central Florida site he's 6'4", or 6'2", 237. So I have no idea what his actual size is. On, ta- on tape he looks like 6'4", 240. Like he looks about School, that. Schools rarely shoot low. You right. know what I'm saying? So I don't know how there's a 30-pound weight difference for him between two spots. But – I. Aikens is 26 years old, or will be by the time the draft gets here. But he he was drafted by the Rangers, and he played in the minors for a couple years, and then was done in the minors in the farm league, and came back to Central Florida and played at Central Florida and put up decent production. But he is very athletic. He's a move tight end. He can stretch the field. If you watch him against Memphis in the FC or in the um, AAC championship game, he did some really really good things in that game, and uh, won down the field vertically, got behind the defense made some good catches. So he is very intriguing because I don't think a lot of these guys are very athletic at tight end, even if you like them. And he is really your move, your traditional move type of guy. Um, It's going to be like an athletic flex option. So he intrigued me in that way. Um, The running back group was interesting too, because over on the North team, you only have Akram Wadley and Kalen Balaj at running back. And then Jalen Samuels, just got moved. He was listed with the fullbacks when the rosters originally dropped. I tweeted out something about how he'll probably play running back because there's only two running backs on that team. And then I look again later in the day, and he is listed as running back. So that kind of answers that question. Jalen Samuels is a running back right now. Okay. Glad we got that in figured out. In case we were wondering. Now he'll probably play in the slot some. We'll get the chance to do a lot of different things. Nope, that's not where, a lot. That's where, that's where he's going to be for now anyway. The offensive line groups, to me, I think they're going to get worked on this front like i said right i mean it's already 100%. slanted to defensive players a lot of the time and i just don't know i don't see a whole lot with these group but i but will Cor- say crosby are the best ones for the north right for the north mm, the north seems like they made out to me because mason cole is one of my favorite center prospects oh I've yeah heard, you like mason cole okay. i've heard good things about hernandez and chakumo core and brian o'neill get a lot of love Crosby's gotten some love too. Brian O'Neill's like everybody's talking about him in like the late first or early second round. I have no mm-hmm. idea what they're watching, but that's kind of where he's being talked about now. We'll see if that holds up once he Maybe they're know, watching the secret tape that they don't give yeah, you. Yeah, the secret tape, of course. Um the tape that says long guys that will run good forties at <laughs> offensive line <laughs> positions are good in the NFL, sure. Uh but I also like Sean Welsh when I watch him this summer. So I think that group is gonna be a lot better. They'll face some of the better players. I mean, Okoronkwo, I think, will, will be against those guys in practice, um, which is good. I'm excited to see B.J. Hill, Harrison Phillips. Um, so th- there's going to be a lot of good talent. But then if you look at the South team offensive line, I just thought it was kind of a draw. I mean, you've got a lot of the small school guys. Like your tackles are 
Note boom from TCU, but then you got Desmond Harrison, a D2 kid, Alex Kappa, D2 kid, Brandon Parker, FCS kid. So your tackles are just now Cap Hives. I told you I've seen some good things from him, but tackles are definitely when you look at it, it's like this this group is going to have a big jump in competition. I have to deal with some of the pass rushers and guys that they'll see. Um, you know, Marcus Davenport, for example, and it's kind of disappointing for Davenport because you wanted to see him against bigger Better. school guys, you know, and now he right. faces. FCS guys and you're like oh man that's not really what we hoped for but he could look really good though and help himself as a result of that I think no I agree your boy Puna Ford got moved up too nah he's not my boy oh that's right you were not that high on him everybody else is like oh my god no so I I I, there were some people who wanted Puna Ford and he was here at the East West Shrine Week this week and there were some people who were hoping that he got moved up to the Senior Bowl he did get moved up to the Senior Bowl I mean, I, I he he didn't get off blocks all week, and so like I don't know how that gets easier for him when this competition steps up, and so um, perhaps he will be a different player, the player that everyone seems to like in Mobile. But I just from this week watching him in person, could not get off blocks. And when you're a six foot, three hundred five pound defensive tackle, and you can't get off blocks, uh, your leverage doesn't matter. Like yeah. you just, it, it doesn't matter. Maybe so he's just I, a space eater. Maybe he just sits in the middle and eats up space like an old school, you know, but it's 15 snaps foot? a game. But yeah. it like six foot. What hey, do you leverage helps, right? Does he get moved around a lot or does he just not get off blocks? Uh, he didn't get moved around. He just, you know, he's a guy who like, he'll push you into the pocket a little bit, but then there's nothing after that. Yeah. He can't get off a block. Right. So I don't know. So not your boy Puna Ford. Right, boy. that makes you sound like I hate him. I don't know the guy. Well, he's probably he's probably a nice young man. Uh, you pretty much hate him. Let's be real. Cornerback right. okay. uh, situation actually showed up. <laughs> Cornerback situation. Uh, there's some length on this um, North or South team. Uh, Levi Wallace, Cameron Kelly, Ron Neal. I'm just your yes, Ron, Ron Neal. Neal. Can I say he's your boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, heard good things about Chan and Sullivan too, um, and what he's going to do there. But, I mean, honestly, the length kind of runs across the board. Jamarcus King was a later addition. I, Isaac Guy, Yeadom <laughs> from Boston College. Alex Kazora hit me up. I don't know if you guys follow Alex Kazora, Steelers Depot guy, but he does a lot of really good stuff uh, and pertains to the draft too, and he'll be down in Mobile. He hit me up today, and he asked me if I'd seen Yeadom because he had watched him and thought that he was really impressive. Cameron Moore dropped out too, by the way, the Boston College corner who I actually liked a little bit, so – there will be replacements. There will be some guys in there that we you know didn't necessarily – there will be some guys out of the game that we weren't, we're, we're very much looking forward to seeing, and then there will be some guys that get in that we weren't familiar with or didn't get a chance to watch very much beforehand. But really, if you think about it from a scouting perspective, that's better because a lot of the guys that won't be – that we thought were going to be there, that we liked a lot, that won't be there now – other than Anthony Miller, I think, like, I don't know how much we would have really learned about those guys. We just wanted to see him up close. Like, Mason Rudolph was going to look good at the senior bowl. You know what I mean? Like, no pressure to deal with. You know, you can easily hit your first read all the time. You know, he's going to look fine in that situation, I think. So I don't think it was a huge loss from a scouting perspective. We just want to see the guys up close. And, and he'll still be there for interviews, I think. And we just want to see them up close to be able to analyze them, I guess. No, I hear you. Sorry, I was on mute. That was. No, I didn't know uh, if you. Were, I didn't nope, know if I lost nope. you for a second. Nope, still here. That, um, those are kind of your groups. I mean, that I I think it's going to be competitive for sure. Uh, but I think that at the same time, it always is a little bit of a buzzkill to see those guys drop out. But once you get down there and you start scouting the talent, 
you know, it goes away pretty quickly. So no, it'll be good. It'll be a good week regardless. You know. we'll, we'll be back tomorrow with thoughts on declarations and maybe there might be a couple late additions. There's sometimes our names start to filter through and they tweak up the rosters a little bit. And we'll talk about any of those things if they happen to, we'll get you all set for next week though. Have no fear. Keep it locked right here on the locked on NFL draft podcast.